Alright guys, welcome to episode 95 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk briefly about uh, Bomani Jones' show, Game Theory, coming into its own. We talk about Horizon Forbidden West and weird uh, little things we've noticed when we first started playing. Mm-hmm. Talk about Danny McBride and uh, the Righteous Gemstones. We talk about the debt. Uh, Coda somehow pulling this off despite its subpar movie making. Um, <laughs> we talk about the winner of a couple of awards. Uh, specifically, we talk about the guy who won Best Actor a lot. <laughs> um, and then, and then of course, uh, you know, we talk about a large upcoming game. That would maybe cause a country star to cancel a concert, which I just remembered. I don't know if you heard about that. But, uh, but first. So we'll start with, um, as usual, some things we've been watching or playing. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll touch probably just real briefly on both of mine, um, yeah. just because I don't have a whole lot to say about either. So, or at least not yet. Um, the first thing I'll say is I watched uh, another episode of Game Theory as it came out. I don't really prefer to like tell you about every episode as it comes out, but I just really haven't been doing much else. Um so, the only thing I'll say about this, as opposed to telling you anything that's in the actual episode, is uh, this was the first episode that felt like the show. And and I don't really, mm-hmm. like, that's like a not really a great way of explaining it, but like, there were some good bits in the first one. Yeah. But like, it didn't feel like really all that functional as a show to me. Um... Then the second one felt slightly more functional as a show, but like I think was overall a little less interesting. This one I felt like they got the format. They like it could have been just as simple as him talking about something he's very passionate about and like knows a lot about, so it comes through like super well. Um, but like if if it's something, I mean I think the first they're only thirty something minutes, so. I don't want to say, like, skip the first two, because it's not like there's any continuation. It's just, you know, topics. Mm-hmm. But this is the first one where I was like, ah, like, this to me was, like, a more clear realization of the potential. And I was, like, really happy with this episode. So, um, definitely excited for where it goes in the future, knowing that... Because the thing is, I, I've mentioned before, I, I love Bomani Jones. And, mm-hmm. like, the, the first two episodes, I was like, like, it didn't, like... They were interesting, but they didn't hit me the same. Like, I wasn't like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you watch, like, an episode of, like, Last Week Tonight, and you're like, fuck, that was amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that feeling. Um, but I was like, I there, it's got to be there somewhere. Just because I, I know him, I like him, what he talks about, he seems knowledgeable. Episode three was, like, a good, like, oh, okay, that's what this show's going to continue to be if it's, well, done well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... There's that. Uh, again, mm-hmm. that's on HBO Max. Yeah. And I do, I do want to check them out because, you know, just you saying that it's kind of like um, Last Week Tonight. I love Last Week Tonight. You know, I watch it every Monday. So I definitely do want to check it out. I might, um, I'm going to be on a train 
this weekend or this Saturday. So I think I'm going to add just a bunch of the, you know, all the first three episodes to my phone, mm-hmm. download them, and then just watch them on the train ride. And Yeah, and I, I, like, if you're going to watch all three, I would definitely say watch them one, two, three, if for no other reason you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like, the second one feels, you know what's funny is I didn't, I didn't walk away from the second one thinking like, oh, this is more like what the show is actually going to be. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they just tried something a little different than episode one. And mm-hmm. I was like, still not sure how I felt about it. But then episode three, format wise, was more like two, and three was a banger. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So that's just yeah. kind of what it is. And he just had a better topic this week or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even stuff like, like I said, you know, when last week tonight was finding its legs, or even, you know, Deezus and Marrow, which you and I both watch, um, when they first started their Vice show, there was like little differences. They would do like some. Not skits, but they would do like some segments or something that like didn't work, and so they expanded like just them reacting to news, and then trimmed down like some more stage stuff, and even and then the Showtime show the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I was about to say the like... same thing happened with the Showtime show. Mm-hmm. I feel like I yeah. haven't been keeping up with the Showtime one, but I definitely remember like the first couple episodes of the Showtime one. I was like, I feel like something's missing here, and then it like kind of pieced together a little more. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a matter of you know getting it, like you said, like getting the, the feet under you, and it, I'm sure the difference between. Having to fill 30 minutes versus having to fill 22 minutes, you know? Right. Just, like, even something like that. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where the Bomani show goes, you know, where Game Theory um, goes as it progresses this year. And, and then, you know, I'm sure by the time that you finish, that you watch the season finale, and I'm guessing, like, September or October, you're going to be like, oh, that's a, not a completely different show, but you're like, wow, it's kind of coming to its own. Yeah. I, w- I will say, like, I, I really do think the main selling point of why Episode 3 was so good is there's a lot to chew on. Um, mm-hmm. He, like... Yeah. He he has like one very broad topic that he harps on for a while, but he he point like you know what I mean. He he breaks it down segment by segment and mm. explains why each thing is you know a certain way. So um, definitely interested to see what you think about it once you uh, end up watching those. But that's where I was at with that. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about very briefly is I started uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Nice, um, nice. Finally got around to starting that. Um, so. All right, so a couple uh, critiques so far. I'm not. I'm very not far in. Like, there's. I think I may have done one or two main story missions, and then I'm now I'm just, you know, uh, operating around chains great, which shouldn't give you anything. Oh, okay. Anything yeah. Anything away. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. And it, the first one could have been like this. It's been a very long time since I played the first one. Mm. The. The controls feel so weird. And it may not... They may be the exact same controls as the first one. But, like, the sliding, um, crouching... Like, the button layout is, like, in my opinion, very different from what you would expect in, like, most games. Like, pretty standardly, circle is to crouch. You know what I mean? Yes. But, like, circle gives you a dodge roll in this one, so square has to crouch. And Mm. so, like, when you're running and you press square or circle to like crouch you'll just roll and then something will spot you and it, it it's like i said it's not like super unbearable or jarring but like it took me a minute to get used to and the other thing i wanted to say that's like two more things the very first area that you're in um I'm trying to think of where it's at it is with uh, Varl, at the very beginning, you have to, uh-huh. uh, there's the, the snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to, like, tear that thing down. Yeah. Um, the, 
they went so hard. Also, for what it's worth, I know for a fact that I need my prescription and my glasses updated. It's it's a little off. Like, I, I went to an eye doctor. I'm waiting for the new glasses to come in. Mm-hmm. But even still, the colors were, like, I totally get HDR, like, 4K. Like, we're trying to fucking max out, like, as vibrant as whatever as it could be. Mm-hmm. This shit was too much. Like, in the <laughs> very beginning, like, I literally... Alright, so there's, like, a lens flare from, like, the machines. Like, as they spot you, like, for some reason, there's a lens flare of, like... Coming from there, the machine's eyes, like, the blue light will lens flare across your screen, depending mm-hmm. on how you're angled. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's a lot. And then, like, there's that combined with... In that first area, it was, like, lush green grass with, like... A million colors of like berries and and whatever, and then like, I feel like the grass was kind of tall, and the fucking machines there are the burrowers, which kind of stayed low to the ground. I legitimately was struggling at the very beginning to make out machine versus environment. Like I was like, mm. fuck, like these colors are all just fucking. I, it's weird because like you would think the more vibrant colors are, you'd be able to distinguish them. But, like, my eyes were just, like, it's just a bunch of fucking color and light. Like, it was so bright and so, like, too much that as it all, like, meshed together, I, it was just, like, a blob. I was just, like, shooting randomly and just hoping I hit it. Um, that's toned down now because I'm in kind of a deserty area. But mm-hmm. I'm a little worried if I end up in, like, a jungle-like area, like, I'm going to be back in that same boat. Um, so that was, like, I don't know that it's anything wrong with the game. And it could just be my glasses, you know what I mean? And it could just be a me problem. But it was a lot. Well, it, it could be like, you know, like, um, like getting not used to it, but like, you know, just the diff, like, like, for example, my, my biggest difference for me was the controls because I was just playing Assassin's Creed before. Mm-hmm. And so then when it switched, I was like, oh man, I'm all fucked up. I'm like sliding and falling and all this shit. Um, but then I got used to it and I feel like the same with the, with the, um, with the visuals where it's like so much, it's like every single little pixel is just crammed into everything. Yeah. Um, did you, um, what do you, what did you set it at? Are you setting it as, you know, high frame rate? Okay. So it, it defaulted to high resolution. This is another thing I'll say about the game. It, it didn't ask me, at least I don't think it did. It, it mm-hmm. if it did, I totally glossed over it somehow. And there, cause there's usually not a whole lot of options right at the beginning, but for me, I'm pretty sure it defaulted to high resolution and like it asks you, like, do you want HDR on? And I left that on because that's like kind of a whole selling point of like a 4K TV is having mm-hmm. the dynamic range. Um, but like, as far as the resolution versus the frame rate, it defaulted to resolution. I made it maybe, maybe like ten steps and whipping the camera around once, and I was like, can't. Like it, I could tell the frame rate like dropped, like it stuttered just a couple times, like in the opening fucking three minutes, and I was like, nah, I can't do this. Like, and then I changed it to frame rate, and it, here's the thing, it looks like the most minusculely amount less. Boy, I'm fucking struggling less with English. Yes, it, it's yeah, it's like it's less detailed on such a minuscule level that like. 
I'll do I can I can notice if I just fucking sat there and stared mm-hmm. at one section and mm-hmm. flipped it back and forth a couple times. I would be able to notice, but like, there's no reason to ever choose that over frame rate based right. on this. No, game. yes, I, I I for this game absolutely. I remember I was given that option for um, uh, fucking what's the last Tomb Raider Rise of the Tomb Raider whatever the shitty last Tomb Raider was, and I remember I was on top of a mountain in a jungle kind of like this, and I would stand and I would turn off the frame rate. Or I would yeah turn off the frame rate and turn on the like the resolution and it was like a whole other like layer right it was the difference between like 720p and 1080p right where I was right. like whoa okay holy shit but I was like but I like the resolution right like the 60 frames and so I was like fuck it like I'll just do this but for this one you're totally right when I switched it because I like to toggle to see what's happening or even in um uh, Miles Morales in Spider Man I felt the same way and then when I switched between the two I was like. It's not that big of a difference. But I didn't say anything because I was like, maybe my eyes are betraying me. Because, like, why would anybody then give you the option and just make that the default, you know? Yeah. So, I don't think there's that much of a difference. And I think with the PS4 Pro and so far the PS5, I have got gotten spoiled to frame rates being a lot better. And the thing is, is I don't think... I don't think I'm one of the people that's like, 60 60 frames are bust right and i'm not gonna sit here and be like 60 frames is actually trash because on pc you can get 120 like that doesn't bother me the one thing that does bother me now at this point is changes in frame rate like if a frame rate stutters or drops or like i've gotten too used to like things being smooth all the time that like i said as i was swinging the camera around i noticed like the tiniest little like clips where like Mm -hmm. Things were like not not popping in, but like it just it wasn't like a smooth turn of the camera, right? There'd be a, mm-hmm. like a tiny hitch here and there, and I was like, absolutely not, I cannot do that. Like, there's no reason for it anymore. Like, we, we've moved past this. So then I checked the resolution, and it wasn't much different. And I was like, yeah, I definitely don't feel bad about choosing frame rate on this one. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then the last did thing you, I wanted. Oh, go ahead. What was it? Did you? I had to tweak a bunch of stuff. Like, um, where t- you turn on like cliffs to be yellow and that's been i mean at first i was like this is a bit much like this is like I, you think i'm not gonna be able to see them but they hide those fucking cliffs and stuff like stuff that's climbable i turned yeah. it on to make it yellow um i also turned on auto sprint that was huge um because i started yeah. fucking clicking every time so i would definitely turn on auto sprint and i would turn on auto sprint on the mounts too because literally i'd be you know galloping like clip 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 like fucking click right whereas now i get on the whatever whatever machine and i just fucking take off um so maybe i've never liked auto sprint just because like for me with auto sprint like it's mainly a thing in any sort of game where you shoot auto sprints like a real fucking problem because you ads slower off of sprinting so like Mm -hmm. i've i've just i'm so used to not using that um and then the other issue I would have, I assume in this game, is like I would have to stop moving before I crouch then. Because the thing about crouching in this game while you're sprinting is that you slide 40 football fields. What yes. the fuck is up with this, bro? <laughs> was it like uh, this in the first one? Like, yeah, yeah, it was. I that was uncontrollably part. slide. Like, I, mm-hmm. I turn into like a Three Stooges thing every time I slide. It goes sliding into cover, and I fucking blow past the cover. Like, I go straight through it, end up on the other side, and get caught. I don't know. 
I'm holding back the whole time I start the slide, hoping I can do a short one instead. Nah, fam. We're going 100 <laughs> miles an hour. We're going uh, at least 40 yards. So it's like, you better I, see, start I, the slide for fucking half a mile back. I love the sprint, be- or I love the slide, because um, whenever I'm running toward machines, I can just slide up and run under them and mm, silence, uh, strike them. And then also, I end up, when I wanna, don't want to go upstairs faster, as I'm going up the stairs, I'll slide, and I'll slide up the stairs, defying physics and gravity. Yeah. And it's... Um, I do that I every time I'm going upstairs. I'm like, shh. Yeah, I definitely don't mind the ability to like slide extremely long distances, but I would also like to be able to slide a normal distance. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, if I hold back when I start the slide, I feel like the game should be able to be like, okay, like we know what he wants, just shorten it up a little bit, and it does not. Um, the other thing, and I, I couldn't remember about the first one. The, a lot of the climbing and, like, uh, free running, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, seems super janky in this. Like, like she, mm. like, seems to, like, latch onto, like, weird, like, like, yeah. it seems like I'll jump right at one thing and then she'll just, like, latch onto some other yes. thing. Or mm-hmm. she'll, like, grab it and be on it and then do like a different animation after she's already been on it to like swing a little bit and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know why like, yes why is this happening especially after coming out of assassin's creed odyssey well maybe now i'm used to it because i don't really notice it like any like kind of like with the resident evil uh four remember that last year when i was or two years yeah. ago last year whenever i played it where i was like it's so annoying like i want to break this game in half but then by the end i was like used to it and i was like this is one of the best games i've ever played and i just could like click it and pick it up i feel like that was like this for me where i was coming from assassin's creed odyssey where you could jump up on anything and climbing and the climbing was so intuitive and you could climb any mountain and everything was scalable and it was awesome you could jump it was awesome right whereas this it's a little bit more restricted to just the yellow lines that they want you to climb and so i find myself be like early on i was like fucking jesus fuck it's a tiny little pebble jesus fuck like jump you know <laughs> yeah um think, but now i'm used to it so maybe i think it's this just thing is time. stuck in like this shitty in between spot for me because there's assassin's creed where you can climb on anything you, you know what i mean like you can mm-hmm. literally get to anywhere via any direction um there's that and then there's something like ghost of tsushima which i've been playing recently um still which is that like it is infinitely more restricted, but in that restriction, they've made it super smooth and seamless. Like mm. you know what I mean? So like it feels like it like it, a Batman it doesn't game. it doesn't feel as good as Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed you can literally see and choose where you want to go, like mm. on a whim. Whereas this is more like to get to this cliff, you jump on this rock, then this rock, then this rock, then this rock. But it, it's like you do it seamlessly. Like it, like we have restricted you, and in doing so, we've streamlined this process. It, it, I feel like Horizon sitting in the middle of this like kind of garbage point where it's like, yeah, we give you a million ways to climb up this thing. Like I like there, you have to hit these specific ledges, but we'll give you like four paths from these specific ledges, and then sometimes we're not sure which one you want to do, so we gotta like. Your, your reactions are kind of weird and you jump up things kind of awkwardly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think it's stuck in this kind of like crappy middle ground. Um, and the go- the jumping just looks so goofy to me. Like it's, and again, I've already gotten used to it, but like she jumps like a kangaroo. Like, like <laughs> she jumps and goes like 
10 feet in the air. Like, her vertical is a fucking 120-inch vertical. Because mm-hmm. if I'm assuming she's, like, 5 feet, when at the top of her jump, her feet is where her second head would be. Like, it, <laughs> you're, it just looks ridiculous. Um, ultimately, gameplay-wise, it doesn't cause any problems. It's just, like, all of these small observations when I first started, because I'm just not used to it because I haven't played it in forever. I'm just like, some of this is, like, kind of ridiculous. And I don't know why it's this way. But... Ultimately, the game may be fine. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not far enough to make any sort of judgment on the game. I just wanted to touch on a few things I noticed, like, right off the bat. Before mm-hmm. I, you know, eventually move past them and forget about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm about 40 hours in, I All would right. say. Maybe a little bit more. How long has the game been now? Like, a month and some change? Yeah, so about 40 hours, maybe. Okay. Um, And, any like, remember, I, I think when I first started, I had similar qualms where I was like, I don't know, like the, the scale the jumping's a little annoying, um, this or that. But right now, the only thing that annoys me is when she gets knocked down. Like, she gets hit, and she'll just, like, she'll be like, ah, and, like, fall over. And I'm like, get up, get up. I'm like that girl from the, the, the fucking meme on Twitter, the, you know, the girl that's like, stand up. Stop <laughs> yeah. speaking the knees. Stand yeah. up. So I'm like that. I'm like, Aloy, for the love of God, stand up. Oh, my gosh. She'd be like, oh. Also, Maybe it's because I'm not playing on a very hard, hard difficulty, but, or I mean, like, I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty, right? So, they'll give you all of these options for basically, like, vigors and soups and food and whatever, but the thing is, I'm like, I don't have time to use any of that. Because with, 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 with the wheel option, right, for the weapons, I can slow down time, right? I can be like, all right, when I use this one, that one. Like, it's still moving, right? But it, you can sort of go do that, right? Yeah. But with the menu on the left, the one that chooses, like, your food or your pebbles or whatever the fuck, I'm like, it's in real time. I'm like, I am not going to be fucking picking, like, a soup and be like, ooh, I like this soup. I'm going to be like, just give me the fucking trees, pushing up, 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 and then I'm going to focus on my weapon. Because I do not have time to be like, oh, I wonder what soup I'm going to eat here. Maybe you haven't gotten to the food portion yet, but they give you, like, food options and, like, potions I, and all this other shit. I talked to, I did one food thing. Like, I, I gave a guy a piece and he cooked mm-hmm. me a thing, and it was like, you can come back here for food. And the thing is, is that my guess is, without any... Food are going to give you specific stat buffs, right? They're gonna yeah. There's gonna be a food that makes you have longer concentration. There's gonna be another food that like, or you know what I mean, like another food that shortens your draw time or shit like that, right? Like you're you hit harder with your melee attacks. That's my guess. So with that being said, I promise you, I will never use food, and it has nothing to do with <laughs> even using it in battle. I'm just like I I just don't. I'm not gonna need it. Like I, I'll just fucking power through this. You know what I mean? Like, it sure it would be easier, but like, here's my problem. Every single, ev- every single fucking game I've ever played, except for currently Tactics, is that I will play a game and I will stockpile as many fucking items as you could possibly give me. I'll have fucking 99 potions, I'll have 99 high potions, mm-hmm. I'll have 99 super potions. I, I, I will just fucking load my inventory, and I'll be like, I'm prepared for anything at any time, right? And yeah. I will never fucking use them. I will, like, am I, I'm like, but if I use them all now, and then I need them on the next thing, mm-hmm, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a fucking problem. I'm gonna be mad I use yeah. them. And then, by the time I'm, like, halfway through the game, like... A potion will give me, like, 10 health or whatever. You know, 50 health. Yeah. And, like, 50 health is not shit to me anymore. Like, I, I have a 1,000 and things are doing, like, 300 damage chunks at a time. Like, this 50, yeah. 50 health potion is useless. So, I've 
outlived the usefulness of the potion and never used one because I was worried about needing it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so they could give me, I, I could get all the food I want, right? And I'll just never, I'll be like, what if I, I might need it exactly. on the next no, thing. And I'm, then I'm, I'm just similar. never going to use yep. it. Yep, yep. Yep, no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And have you, oh, have you gotten to play the, the little board game, the strike game? Have, have you gotten there yet? I saw, all right, so here's the thing. I saw a thing that said machine strike. I think yeah. inside a chain scrape, yeah. And I was like, "What is that?" And then like I, I can't remember how I figured it out. Like, because I, I didn't go there and talk to the person, but mm-hmm. I somehow figured out. I thought it was like a game, like yeah. a card game or a board game. Yeah. And I was like, "No, nah, I think I'm gonna come back to that later." Like, <laughs> yes. I yeah, I was the same way. They the, the first mission you do that, you talk to a person and she explains to you. She's like, "You gotta move these pieces, but then you can charge up and you like use tokens to do this." And after I finished it, I was like, "Hmm, hmm." Never doing that. Ever, ever, ever. If I wanted to play a fucking board game, I would have bought a board game. I'm not going to play a fucking digital board game in a fucking video game that lets me kill dinosaurs. Like, it's just not happening. You want to you wanna know some bad news? What? The reason I skipped it is because I will start doing that way too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, so uh-huh. in Final Fantasy VIII, uh-huh. there was a card game called Triple Triad. And the thing is, is like, there were some things you could get in the card game that would help your character in battle. Like, like it's really weird. Like, but, you know, ultimately, like, performing better in Triple Triad would unlock some things that you could do in your regular fights. And so mm-hmm. I fucking went ham on Triple Triad. Um, and it was, like, this weird, arbitrary kind of card game. And then The Witcher 3 had Gwent, which was a card game. It got super popular. I think there might be a Gwent app now. Um, like a real play, game? Yeah, like to play the card game that was in The Witcher 3. And I went super fucking hard on that, even though I didn't even like The Witcher 3. So, I left that card table because I was like, Here, here's the problem, right? In mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VIII, it made sense because I got benefits for doing well in this other thing, right? In The Witcher 3, it was damn near completely separate and I still fucking blew the time. So, I'm like, if Horizons, like this strike thing, one... If it's good. That's the thing. Is like Triple Triad was kind of arbitrary, but it was very simple and like addicting to do because it was like easy to get good at it, but like you could still get screwed pretty easy. So it like it like mm-hmm. had a good playability factor. Gwent was the same way. One, if this card game is trash or board game in game is like not fun, I'm definitely not gonna come back to it. But if it's good and I get no actual benefit. Like, if Aloy doesn't get some fucking gear because she beat, like, the best person ever and he hands or something, then I'm going to be mad I spent so much time on it because I will absolutely spend way too much time on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, we are both not touching that for exact opposite reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, cause I, was, I guess because I, I don't know, because I was like, I don't want to play it because then, you know, I, I, I don't have that much time to play during the days and, and each day, so I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Because it's funny because there's like later on there's a there's a um a giant arena, kind of like the hunting trials in the last one. Okay. Except it's like you have to kill them in a certain amount of time, and they're fucking like ape. They're like buffed up, they're like apex, and it's very hard. And it took me many tries for many of them. And I feel like that's the same thing where it's like not story, it's just like additional stuff. But I could not stop playing it. Like I was like, it literally took me three hours to go through most of it. I still have the very very last one that I'll finish when they finish the game because it's insanely hard. But like. I feel like it's like the same thing where like I feel like I would get into the same thing but I, I don't know ultimately it's the same thing right it's like a little mini game within the big story that doesn't actually affect the story 
But for some reason, like, the idea of playing it, like, on a board game in the game is, to me, like, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But if then if I do the same thing in real life, but it's not real life, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's all it's all fake. It's right. all mini side games that take away from the main story. But one, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. And then another one, I'm like, more, please, more hours, <laughs> more hours, right? So Right. Yeah, I, it makes I, it's the same. I mean, the Valkyries and God of War, it's a little different, but it's the same kind of, like, the, like proving grounds type thing. Um, there was a little dueling circle in Ghost of Tsushima in the DLC. The Mm -hmm. moment it showed up, I was like, I'm just gonna do this until I can beat everybody. Like, like, like the, I I got the feeling maybe you were supposed to like, you know, do some of it or, you know, beat one guy, come back or go do some other stuff, come back, beat the second guy. I literally was like, oh, there's this thing, beat all of them. Like, like, and will not leave from this dueling circle until I've beaten everyone. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know what it is, but, like, I, I get drawn into those things pretty easy. Um, but that, that's it with, uh, Horizon. So you can go ahead and talk about some things you've watched, uh, recently yeah. now that I've monopolized the first fucking <laughs> 30 minutes of this episode. Uh, well, I, 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 um, watched one series and then re-watched another movie and then I rewatched one thing that'll lead into the other category we have here. But, um, I'll start with the Righteous, righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. It's um, a new series, or I guess relatively new series, um, created by Danny McBride, and he has his um, Eastbound and Down team along with him, um, which are like his um, director, uh, Jody Hill, who did, I think he directed some episodes or most episodes of Eastbound and Down, as well as uh, David Gordon Green, and he also directed some episodes of that other show. And I think they also, all three of them worked on um, Vice Principals on HBO, which I didn't really watch, and I've Mm -hmm. heard... Not great. I mean, I've heard okay things. Like, nobody was like, wow, you know, Eastbound and Down, that's amazing. Because, you know, Eastbound and Down was huge when it first came out mm-hmm. almost 10 years ago. Um, and then they did Vice Principals, and that was fine. And then now they did Righteous Gemstones. Um, season one was in like, 2019, just before, just before COVID. And then this new season just came out this year. Okay. And so what I had heard is that they had written all of season two and were about to film it when COVID hit. And so they you know, put it on pause and they actually scrapped the whole script and started from scratch and did a whole new one. Um, I don't think it's like a dramatic. So the, the series as a whole is pretty good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'll say I read online. People were like, you know, season one is fine, but season two is really awesome. And I don't think I agree because I think both season one and two are great. I think mm-hmm. maybe like the, the increase isn't dramatic. It's it's minuscule. It's minor. Um, it's the same thing that people were telling me with The Leftovers, the show on HBO a couple of years back, where they were like, season two, spectacular. And it is. And people are like, it's such a huge step up from season one. But I found myself being like, Season one was great. What are you people talking about? It was fantastic. Season right. two is a masterpiece of TV, but season one is pretty good. And I feel like the same here. Now, I wouldn't say that this is a masterpiece of TV, but I would say that the, if somebody tells, like, I, I have seen plenty of people say this, you know, get through season one and you really enjoy season two. I would say that's not true. I would say season one is good. Season two is great. Or they're both great. Watch them both and enjoy both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the show as a whole is not quite as funny as Eastbound and Down. Like Eastbound and Down, dude. Like, did you watch that show? Did you ever? I can't did you, like, remember some when or... I started or stopped watching it. I like, I I definitely. I mean, I started episode one, season mm-hmm. one, but I don't remember where I stopped. Um, because I definitely mm-hmm. didn't watch all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't. The, and the other thing too is I don't remember how each season ends to be able to tell yeah. you like a clear marker. I know I definitely if, watched all 
all of season one. If I remember one. correctly, season one, he gets back with, like, his old town sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, leaves her at the last second because he, like, can't commit to anything. Right. And then I think season two, he's in Mexico. I okay, think. so maybe I didn't watch season two then. Like, yeah. does season one have all the stuff with Will Ferrell? Yes. Okay, I think maybe I just watched season one and season like, one, yeah. didn't come back so to se- season two. Yeah, season two, he's in Mexico. And then season three, he's back in Myrtle Beach. And then I think season four... So, I watched season one. Great. Season two is great. Season three, I thought, was okay. And I was like, wow, it's kind of jumping the shark. Because every season is about him trying to get back into the league. Or have some mm-hmm. sort of baseball comeback story, right? Right. And then season four came out. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch season four. Because, like... You know, I've like, seen him try to get to the league three times now. Exactly. And it's like, it's just, but they, what they do with that one is that they make him a TV personality in Charlotte in like a local news channel. So the whole season is him coming in. You can see the arc coming from a mile away where he comes in and he's kind of defeated and he comes in and he's like, I don't want a fucking TV job. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And then he gets a big head because he's really good at it. And then of course he loses everything and you know okay. what I'm saying. Um, I, but the I, third I need season, to go back and watch that, really. That season is great. the first season killed me. The first yes, season I, was amazing. Like, I would say season four is... I think season... Let me just double check. Because I think season four is almost as good. Um, because it's it gives you that... that uh, You know, they're, they're doing business well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the mall. And they're like, you know, we're going we're gonna to have some... Um, uh, fucking... T- uh, uh, what's it called? A chicken tender stand. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, you, you know, the only thing I would like to see, put an amend on is perhaps a little more room here for the fixings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw Ooh, you we're going to have a lot of fixings. Now we're going to have somebody fucking fixings up in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And that there's a Christmas episode in that season that is probably like the best Christmas episode oh, of any show ever. Mikey, my, my brother Mikey and I watch it or we try to watch it every Christmas, like around That's the time. Amazing. It yeah. is so funny. But, uh, yeah, I would say if you watch season one, you can just go ahead and just skip all the way to season four because um, season four, I think, is just good. But I think all the seasons are really, really funny. Anyway, back to Gemstones, all the seasons are really, really funny. But I think this one isn't as funny. But I think where it's missing the funny stuff, it adds so much drama. And it's it's and it makes these characters who... <clears throat> Could be very one-dimensional. I think if you heard Danny McBride's making a, a show about, you know, TV, uh, TV Angelicus, TV Angelus, whatever the fuck, uh, you know, like the people who like scam people out of hundreds of millions of dollars and they have private jets and giant stadiums, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you could be like, oh, he's just going to lampoon them and make fun of them and make them very like, you know, just pretty yeah. much like cardboard cut hypocrites. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think that I, I think he always gives them a nice humanity where somebody on Twitter, they were like, you know, he he makes them not good people, but they try to be good people. And that contradiction or that conflict is what makes the show great. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree because none of them are really good people, but none of them are actively like, yeah, we're scamming people out of money. I think yeah. they all actively think God's on their side. They just don't really notice that they're bad people. Right. Um, I remember, I can't remember who it was. Somebody saw, I read something or heard somebody say something. They were like, it doesn't make any sense that Danny McBride is able to keep pulling this stuff together the way he does. Like, it all seems so outlandish. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it, yes. it's so nonsensical, right? Like, I feel like the idea, I, I, I guess I don't know exactly what Righteous Gemstones is about, but like you said, like, 
it seems like you're just gonna get this one dimensional hypocritical like like these these people fucking suck kind of show you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like somehow it ends up being like like the sum is greater than its parts you know what i mean yeah. and it's like how does he keep doing this because mm-hmm. he's done it like every single step of the way right like, no matter yeah, what and, he's done and no yeah absolutely and it's and also Danny is... mcbride of all people you know what i mean like, like <laughs> not not to say he's stupid but like I mean, if you conflate Danny McBride to the characters he plays, because most of the characters he plays are pretty similar, right? You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. It's always like, say, yeah, fuck yeah. you, guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, always. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's bounding down, like, fucking, uh, the part that killed me the most in that, for some reason, or what stuck with me, is his fucking inspirational tape. Uh, you're, uh, yes. I'm fucking in, you're fucking out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think the main character he plays in this, Jesse Jamestone, is pretty much like, He's Kenny Powers. If he wasn't as crude and he was more religious, okay. it's the exact same. He'll be like, and dude, nobody. He, he like I tweeted this. I said nobody can do a line reading like Danny McBride can. Like he'll <laughs> say just simple stuff and it'll just be so fucking funny. Like just the way he says it. Um, like well, this is an Eastbound and Down line where he's like, they're like at an outback, and she's like, Kenny, I can't, I can't do this. I'm in love with you, but I just can't. And he just, you know, turns off his glasses his, in his stupid mullet. And he goes, listen here, you beautiful bitch. I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like little phrases like that. And I'm like, that is so fucking good. And you're right. Like, he, he he's pretty much, um, like, somebody tweeted out. I think, you know, they said that he's their best writer. HBO's best writer in their crew, right? Right. Because, you know, he, they said in his tweet, every episode of his shows have, uh, you know, A, extremely solid jokes compelling character arcs, idiots spewing bizarrely poetic turns of phrase, genuine granted pathos, some insanely cartoonish Looney Tune shit, all in one cohesive package. Right. And I think that is so true because um, that's how this one is, dude. Um, there is... You know how I said that Search Party, if you wanted to watch Search Party, there is a scene at the end of one of the seasons that makes the whole thing worth it. There is something like that in this show where at the end of season one, and I could show it to you because it's on YouTube because I watched it like four or five times after the scene happened. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the kids. So basically the premise well, of the show. Because I, I do think I'm going to go watch this show at some point. Okay. Okay. Then I, okay. Then I, I won't send you the clip, but it's, um. so the premise of the show is that just because I sort of skipped over it is John Goodman is this televangelist whose wife passed away semi-recently before the show starts. And it's about him dealing with his, you know, adult kids. Mm-hmm. One is played by um, Danny McBride. Another one is played by Adam Devine. He's like in Pitch Perfect and a bunch of others and uh, workaholics. Yeah. And then the last one, I forget who it's played by, but it's it's a, their sister, Judy Jamstone. And she's great. All, of, all three of them are, you know, really good. They're pretty even. And so at the end of season one, She's telling her boyfriend about her first boyfriend, and it's this long, uncut take, about three or four minutes, where she's, like, talking to him at a restaurant. And, dude, I was amazed and, like, literally almost in tears laughing, because (laughs) I showed it to Sydney later on. I was like, watch this. Like, how is she not cracking at any of these ridiculous lines because she rattles off like five or six like borderline iconic lines in like a perfect way 
doesn't like there is no cuts and i was like look they're not cutting once like she is fucking like nailing these dude and so i think that that's like totally worth that that scene i mean the show as a whole is good but that scene makes season one worth it and then there is a scene a similar scene at the end of season two (laughs) where somebody tries to, to escape and i i found it on youtube again and i watched it easily like 30 times dude it i it's so good right and um but yeah so so the the gemstones is great it's really good oh and oh oh my gosh i almost forgot one of the best parts is walton goggins who you and i were talking about recently so can i just go ahead and i'll go back to it he yeah yeah, he plays the uncle the the brother of the lady of the the matriarch of the family who dies Mm -hmm. he plays um her brother their uncle and his name is uncle baby billy <laughs> so everybody they don't call him billy they always call him uncle baby billy or if they're an adult like of his age they just call him baby billy oh man and you he's got these fake giant veneers and like this white hair with like the big old glasses and he he has amazing lines like he'll he's driving with his you know really young redneck wife and he's like come here honey how would you like to suck an old man's dick <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, dude, he his character is amazing, and I almost yeah, I almost buried the lead in the fact that he plays him in the show, and it's so fucking good. So, my favorite. So this was like a perfect because uh, I wanted to bring this up. Um, mm-hmm. Was that so? We had a sales rep coming to my job, like a sales rep for a vendor, and he came and he like talked to us for a minute, and then he left. And I turned to my coworker next to me, he was next to me the whole time, and I was like. That guy fucking looks like somebody. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, he looks like an actor. And I know, like, I can visualize him, but I have no idea his name. And I can't think of any of the things he's been in. So, and he's like, wait, I think I know who you're talking about. And I was like, right? And he was like, yeah. And so, we were sitting there trying to come up, like, the thing was, I wasn't 100% sure that my coworker was thinking of the same guy I was. And, like... We're sitting there trying to come up with any movie we could have seen him in. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't. And I'm like, he's... So, I ended up... I told the guy the description I gave you. And he was like, yes, that all sounds right. And I was like, fuck, are we talking about the same guy or not? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to send it to my friend Ever because he's going to know who the fuck I'm talking about. Even though this is the most vague description ever. So, I said, hey, I'm going to give you a physical description. Tell me the guy's name. It's a really tan guy with, I'm pretty sure, a receding hairline, dark mm-hmm. hair, and kind of bug eyes. And, and you, in between me sending you that text, my coworker's like, oh, American Ultra. I think that's what he's in. And I look it up, and he is. And literally, as I have it pulled up on like my phone, your text pops down and says, Walton Goggins? And I'm like, yes! That's the motherfucker I'm looking at right now. I gave you the most vague description of, like I said, tan guy receding dark hair and bug eyes. And you were like, yeah, uh-huh. it's Walton Goggins. <laughs> I just said, when you said receding hairline, I just imagined his extreme widow's peak that he has. Yes. And so I'm like, this guy would be him. Yes. And he's got like a sort of leathery face. Yeah, and he's got um, like the, uh, also like, I, I couldn't come up with a thing. And I, because... Again, I couldn't picture anything he'd been in. I was like, I feel like he laughs a lot, like in every, every role, because mm-hmm. I feel like I can just imagine his like, for lack of a better phrase, like his dumb like open mouth smile. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's like like super animated, and I was yeah. like, I was like, I cannot think of who this is though. And then you sent it, and I was like, this motherfucker don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it caught me so off guard. Because like, here's the deal. I was like, I sent it, and I was like, I think Ever will be able to tell me. And then like, I don't know how much of a lag there is between when I sent that and when you responded. Uh, two minutes. In that two minutes, I was like, well, hold on. Like, Ever's not in my brain. So this may seem like a super good description if you already, like, like if you saw a pool of people, you know what I mean? You'd probably know. And, uh, but then, like, I was like, maybe it's not that obvious. And then you came back with it. I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, and I think I told you, I think I was like, the only reason that I remembered him is because he's fresh on my mind from (laughs) Gemstones. Yeah. Um... I was gonna say something. Oh, I, I will. I'll come. So that's. I'll, I'll keep that. Uh, I'll. I'll put a pin on the righteous gemstones right now because I do want to talk about something okay. and mention that show in a little bit. Um, and then so I'll talk about the next movie I watched. It was uh, the Debt, okay. which uh, was um a movie with Jessica Chastain and Helen Mirren from like 2010. Um, and it was pretty good. It is just like a Cold War sort of spy thriller. Um, that has a, a couple of good twists and a couple of sus- sus- suspenseful set pieces. I think if you're looking for like an under two hour, just well, I think it was like two seven, two hours and some couple minutes. I like if you like Cold War movies, kind of like uh, Munich or um, what's it called Bridge of Spies or any kind of like that sort of like oh the phones tapped, you know Berlin like soldiers, you know protecting the the Berlin Wall kind of, you know, uh, cloudy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pretty good one. Um, so that was The Debt, and it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, and um, the next thing, so the last thing, and this will sort of lead into the next category, is that I rewatched Coda. Because mm. I was at Sydney's family's house this past week, and they wanted to watch it. And I was like, okay. And so I, they watched it, what, and I sort of was just kind of hanging back. What day of, was this that you watched it? Uh, was this before or after the Oscars is the main It question. was before. It was before because they, they'd been wanting to watch it. And I was like, well, it's going to win tomorrow. And they were like, okay, let's yell it. Then let's definitely watch it. And so we watched it. And I'm doubling down <laughs> on the fact that it is a great, like, story, dude. Like, the, the act, the, like, the drama is happening. And it gets you like a, like a fucking gut punch. Like, I'm just, like, watching. I'm like, god damn, dude, this is such a great story. It just doesn't look good. And I was literally. <laughs> and so then. I literally, after the movie ended, I watched an episode of Righteous Gemstones, and I was like, there is more filmmaking There's more, flash, like, cinematography and cinematography, Righteous Gemstones. And, and, like, composed shots and these beautiful, like, cuts and pans. Danny and McBride is making the director of Coda look like shit. <laughs> exactly, yeah, dude. And, like, and I'm watching this, like, this is a T... I mean, I'm sure, because it's an indie movie, they probably have similar budgets, but I'm like... This is a TV movie. They had to do this for 10 hours, you know, for this season. And they managed to cram that into every single episode. But Coda can't do it in two hours. And I was like, it just made me upset because I was like, how is this possible? And then um, Sydney and I watched the season premiere of the season, I think, three? Three or four of Atlanta, the new season. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Four. Okay, four. Same thing, dude. Like, we watched 22, 22, 25 minutes Directed by Hiro Maori, and he, you know, he did, or the, you know, I, I think it's a man or woman. They did um, season one and then two, and then they did a couple of episodes of Station Eleven. And I'm watching Atlanta. I'm like, this, this looks so good. How is it possible that the quote quote best picture doesn't look at least 
two thirds as good as this. Like, how is this possible? It doesn't look as good as a show on FX, bro. Get the fuck dude, out of here. Exactly. Like, dude. And, and, and if you get a chance, dude, watch Code. Because that story is so good. And it, it, it earned and it deserved best screenplay, which it won at the Oscars. Because I'm watching it. And then toward the end, it's like, you know how I remember a couple of months ago, I was talking about the show Hacks, where I was like, you know, it, you know it's great writing because somebody will say something and you'll be like, damn, dude. They're in an argument. And you're like, damn, that dude's right. Right? And then somebody else will say something back at them and you'll be like, but they're also right, right? right. And you and that drama being the both being right, like damn dude, they set both of these up to be like perfect like the, both have good arguments, right? Right. And that's how I felt about watching Coda at the end. The parents will say something, you'll be like, Damn, those parents, they're right, you know, they're right. What about the same about family? And then the girl will say something, you'll be like, She's right, she's gonna make her own path. Damn, mm-hmm. dude. And then they'll have these awesome scenes together, like these really tender scenes, they just don't look good. And so <laughs> it's just like a static camera in a corner of a poorly lit yes. room. Like mm-hmm. Makes me sad. This all looks anyway, washed out. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, and then, like I said, watching two episodes of Atlanta, I'm like, these two episodes of Atlanta have more artistic merit in their pinky than they do than fucking Coda has. Doesn't hold two hours. I'm, well, I guess I'm not now. And then now we know it won Best Picture. If we you know jump to the next topic of the Oscars, mm-hmm. it won Best Picture. Um, and I I don't feel quite as bad now than I did last week because rewatching it. I, I was I sort of was like, damn, that was a really good story, right? I was yeah. expecting I wasn't expecting, but I was like, maybe if I watch it again, I'll be like, yeah, that story's okay, and you know, maybe I'll I, I'll feel even worse about it winning Best Picture. But I felt, in fact, the opposite way, where I was like, that story's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it winning Best Picture now because I think the the strength. It's kind of like when the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2000, right? It's like Trent right. Dilfer's quarterback, but that defense, though, man. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? What were the other options for Best Picture, though? Like, do you think, do you um, think there's anything you think should have won over it and didn't? Well, in my, in my mind, I think West Side Story. I mean, the story's a little bit of a downer, but it, the filmmaking's there. I didn't watch Power of the Dog. I didn't watch um My dad Rally. watched Power of the Dog, and he said it was great. Um, yeah. For what that's worth. I actually was thinking about watching it. Um, if it had one Best Picture, I was going to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I might Dune. watch Coda. Yeah, Dune doesn't do it for me. Dune, this may be completely misfounded. Dune gives me Star Wars vibes. Um, <laughs> like, like, I don't know what it is about it. Like, it's just fucking space desert, and so I just think mm-hmm. of Star Wars and I hate it. Um, <laughs> it's completely unfounded, but that's how I feel. That's how my brain mm. is operating currently. Um, but it was very good. But I, I mean, I guess the, I would say the things that they have in common are what you mentioned, like just <laughs> space and. The desert, but that's the, the desert. thing. The problem is, is the problem is, is space desert isn't why I hate Star Wars. I hate Star Wars because I think it's paced horribly. Um, but because I see space desert and like, like <laughs> that in my brain is like, yeah, that's the poorly fucking paced part. Like I just yeah. saw space desert again, and my brain was like, I bet that's paced poorly. And I'm like, I don't fucking <laughs> want to be. It. Uh, it doesn't make any um, fucking sense, but. Wow. Um, I'm trying to go to else. Drive my car, which I still haven't seen. Uh, and then there was a King Richard, which was fine. So like, in terms of that batch, I'm like, eh, I'll take it. Maybe Dune, I thought would have maybe earned it. West Side Story, definitely, I thought was better, but like people just didn't vote for it for some reason. Um, and I need to watch Drive My Car and Power of the Dog and um, Nightmare Alley. So okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so that one best picture. And then best act, well, best supporting actor went to Tony uh, 
Kotsur or Kutzer, he was, you know, the dad in Coda, so that was well-earned. Best Actress went to Ariana DeBose, who was uh, Anita in West Side Story. Okay. Which is actually kind of funny. So, she she became the third, or that character became the third character to be portrayed in a movie where two actors won an Oscar for playing, portraying that character. Um, Shot in the Dark, do you know the other two? Not Just a, like a guess. fucking i don't think um okay. yeah. wild guess I, I i don't have enough movie knowledge i feel like on this like i okay. part of me wants to be like hold on same character in the same time no just like two same character in like two different movies okay so then like naturally i want to go to fucking uh, like just some long-running franchise so like part of me is like star wars or something like that yeah, um, it's um, it's Joker. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger. No, uh, Heath Ledger and um, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. so Joker and Michael Corleone. Don, no, not okay. Michael. Uh, Vito Corleone, because Marlon Brando played him in the first Godfather, and then Robert De Niro played him in the second one as like a younger version of him. Gotcha. And they won. They both won Oscars for that. So it's just interesting. It's like Don Vito Corleone, this like movie from The Godfather. Yeah, uh, the Joker, and then uh, Anita, the supporting actress from West Side Story. So they're all pretty much like, if you want to win an Oscar, play one of those three characters. You know what's weird um, is for some reason I want to throw an asterisk on Joker, the Joker, just because I feel like I, I don't like. <laughs> I, I, all right, so I have never seen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, um, mm-hmm. but based on like, is it does it even take place in like? Arkham, like, like or Gotham. There I mean. is an, there is, it... is an Arkham. So there's no Batman. Or there, there, there's Wayneses, but there is no Batman. Okay. It's kind of like they're like, hey, it, it, it's kind of like it's all like oh, a fucking look. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This is yeah, the same yeah. Thing. Like they're like, like, oh look, it's it's the hospital. It's Arkham. Are they drive by the prison and it's Black Gate Prison? There's nothing that informed. Like there's no impact on the story. It being Arkham or it being Black like this Gate whole prison. story could have just taken place in Chicago, <laughs> right? Chicago Insane Asylum and Chicago Prison, right? Yeah. Or um, what's another thing like? Um, I don't know what the newspaper is called in Gotham, but it's like the Daily Bugle, right? It's like, oh, well, there's no Spider-Man. You just named the newspaper the Daily Bugle, like as a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Also, he doesn't, yeah. like, again, I never saw the movie, so I could just be speaking out my ass here. It, based on previews and what I've heard people talk about, it's like, he's not like a villain. He's just a shitty person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like a shitty person who's like, I got left behind. The only thing that came out of that good, that came, well, the movie's fine. I like the movie fine. People, some people love it. Like it, we talked about it before. It, I, I think it's fine. I don't hate it. Everybody's got their favorite things. Mm-hmm. People love it. That's awesome. But I 120% love and appreciate what it is and what it ended up being, which mm-hmm. is a small $60 million adult drama that won Oscars that made a billion dollars. Yeah. Literally stuff that never, there won't, that never, ever, ever happens. So the fact that it's like, they were like, hey, it's just like a, like an adult drama. I mean, you know, for the nerds, we'll tag some fucking Gotham shit on it. But it's overall, it's just a simple, just drama mm-hmm. that cost minimal. And it made a fucking billion dollars without, without like 3D bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's rated R. And it won two Oscars. So yeah. it's like it's like the most successful a movie could possibly be. So I appreciate that about it. Um, it's, for me, it's like an eye roll movie, though. Like, like having never seen it, I feel mm-hmm. like 
Bro, it's like anytime someone talks about reading like the Art of War, like like I'm like, okay. <laughs> Someone's like, my favorite movie is The Joker with Walking Phoenix. I'm like, yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I would say if somebody says that, I'd be like, oh, I'm well, starting to feel. I'm, like, I'm starting to get some weird vibes a... from you, regardless of whether yeah. I think that movie's good or not. Because <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I don't think it's bad at all. Right. I, I think it's just. It's a fine movie. There's so much right. other context that has been right. thrown onto it and around it right. that, like, now it's, like, it's hard to separate the movie from those things. Right. It's like if somebody said their favorite movie was, I guess, like, The Debt, the one I just mentioned. It's like, all right, it's, like, a fine drama, but, like, okay. You know? Yeah, I think my issue with The Jugger more is that, like, it, it to me it's a red flag in terms of, like, it, it's, like... I don't know. If you're a little too into it, I'm starting to read some other things about you. It seems like, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> I'm starting to, I'm starting to have a weird feeling about you if you're like super into it. I, I don't know enough about the debt to think that like you know it, it could be a signal for anything else. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. there there are a certain group of people that really flock to the Joker super hard. Uh, <laughs> I and I like that. Um... The thing that people say where they're like, oh my god, I'm about to become Joker. Or this is what makes me, this is my Joker, Joker. I'm going to become Joker because of this. And it's like, you know, they stop selling McMuffins at whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. It's like, we're not doing all day breakfast anymore. Yeah. I'm about to become the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I love that about it. But, and then uh, Best Actress went to Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. in uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Which is, I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard fine things about um, and then, of course, Best Actor went to Will Smith mm-hmm. for the role of Serena and Venus's dad, Williams's dad in uh, King Richard. Um, and, you know, he accepted the award. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't the best time for him. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst it of times. It was the worst of times. Yes, literally. So, of course, as I'm sure people who are listening to this have known, because it will have been two almost two weeks since you since it happened, Will Smith... Uh, smacked Chris Rock because he made a joke about his wife Jada Pinkett Smith, um, and it just you know it dissolved everything and anything that touched any kind of pop culture. For I mean, we're now on day four of the discourse online, and yeah. it's still ongoing. Um, and I am tired. I feel like um, like an old Civil War uh, soldier, you know, where they're like, "Dearest Abigail." Do you did you ever I... see the Twitter account of fucking uh, Andrew Luck? Yes, the Andrew Luck. Yes, yes. Yeah. Every week they post that. Yeah. <laughs> The Falcons have taken us down. <laughs> right. We have no no choice but to surrender. It's like that. I feel like that. I'm like, dearest Sydney, it is day four of the discourse. It is still ongoing. <laughs> now we're talking about how the Academy lied and telling and saying that they asked him to leave. I want to die. <laughs> I want to not listen to this anymore. I feel like Dr. Manhattan. Right. So, not to add any more discourse, but I do want to, like, all right, so here, just, just so I could just say it, like, uh. Let's mm-hmm. see. So many people are overreacting so drastically. Um, like, man, I, here's the thing. Maybe this is insensitive, but I will fully agree that this is just me being insensitive, if, if that's what it comes down to. Amy Schumer came out here and said this event traumatized her. Like, you, you've never been around anybody ever getting <laughs> slapped. Like, this is, like, the thing that's, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Like, there are people like, this is, like, the sanctity of blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, there was a tweet today that that was like, that was like, sometimes the only reaction that something should have is just you saying, 
that's wild. And that's kind of how it was that night, right? right. And it, when it happened, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. He just smacked him because he made a joke. Wow. And then, of course, you saw all the other tweets and memes, and then people would put in, like, a, like an anime sound or something, right? Yeah. You're like, wow, well, it's funny. And then, of course, then, like you said, the next day, you'd be like, wow, violence. How can my son, how can I live in a world where my son sees that kind of On violence? On the Oscars, saw a man slap like, another what are you man. talking like, about? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking? Like, I promise your kid at middle school has seen someone get slapped. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah, people used to get suplexed before 8 a.m. Okay? Like, it's not... It's... I was once... This is funny. I was once on a school bus, okay? Saw... Uh, it, this was in middle school? Saw... Saw a kid get choked out on the school bus, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid that choked him out in order to avoid getting in trouble... Jumped out of a moving school bus window, bro. <laughs> like, we were coming up to a red light, so we were going slow. It's not like he jumped out of the bus going, like, fucking 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, we were coming to a stop. But, like, him, and then for literally no reason at all, his sister, like, both, like, climbed out the window of the fucking bus and, like, fell out of it and hit the ground in the ditch kind of hard. <laughs> like, Jesus like, And Christ. people over here like... How will we ever recover as a society from seeing one man slap another? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And here's the thing. It's not like I was even like, I'm not even going to tell you I lived in the hood. Because I didn't. Like, that's that's how, like, not a big deal this shit is, right? Like, I feel like I had a relatively, like, normal upbringing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I saw something way worse than that in middle school, like, off the top of my head. Like, I didn't have to search for that. I didn't have to think on it long and hard. Like, what are you talking about? And, yeah, like, I, yeah. Because, like, I saw it happened. And I guess, like, if you look back, you're like, wow, that's kind of, like, in the moment, you go, wow, that's crazy. Somebody, it's like a YouTube, it's like a Twitter video, right? You go, wow, somebody smacked somebody else, right? Yeah. But then you go, and then when you think about it, it gets wilder and more surreal because you go, it's one of the biggest movie stars ever smacking on live TV. One of the biggest comedians ever. And for me... On live TV. And this during... could also be like a little bit of insensitivity over something that seemed like such a minor fucking issue. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like, a, well, like a dumb joke. Well, not a great right. joke, right? Like an outdated reference to a movie from like 25 years ago. And not even particularly like mean-hearted i don't think like you know i i understand she has alopecia or whatever mm-hmm. um but, but like based on the reaction i'm not 100 percent positive that i know chris rock knew that um but regardless like even with that being said it's such like a like she rolled her eyes and i felt like that was the correct response right <laughs> I, I felt, and so when it happened because there's been plenty of times you know so i was watching it with sydney's family and, you know, that happens, and he sort of chuckles, and she rolls her eyes. And I remember thinking in that exact moment, I was like, ooh, that didn't, that's not a good joke. And then Chris probably saw that, and he'll move on to something else. Because it's happened dozens of times at other, like, the Golden Globes or whatever, right? Right. You know, pan to, like, Jessica Chastain or, you know, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence or whatever. She'll just be, like, staring, like, hmm. Just kind of like a smirk, like, hmm, interesting, right? Yeah. And he'd be like, ooh, that didn't land well. That kind of hurt. And then Ricky Gervais or whoever the fuck will be like, oh, sorry. Anyway, Steven Spielberg's over here, ladies and gentlemen. And that's even right? what he started to do, right? Like, he very clearly was like... Uh, all right, sorry. <laughs> you yeah, because he saw her roll her eyes, right, right. And that's what I saw in that moment. I was like, 
Oh, dude, dude, like that's it. And then, did you watch it live by any chance? Were you I watching did. the Oscars? Okay, so in that moment, um, there, you know, he's doing the thing, and he goes, "Oh, oh, here comes up," and then they there's sound. He smacks him. You hear that, like sort of like like hitting the mic sound. Yeah, and it looked because he didn't flinch it looked fake like it looked like <laughs> right because he didn't go oh what the hell he was just like right and then he walked yeah. off and then the sound cut off completely <laughs> yeah no sound and then um he walks back and you can read his mouth you can read his lips where he was like keep your wife's name or my wife's name out of your mouth right and you, yeah the, that's when i knew it was real because he was like fucking mouth i was like oh that's not a, this isn't a bit and Lupita Nyong'o behind her. That like, is the best part. She's like, yeah. She's like, oh. <laughs> and then that's when I was like, oh my god, that's <laughs> the. And then he, and then right when the sound came back, that's when he's like, that's the greatest moment in TV history. And he says that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And then I went to my phone, and it like Twitter was exploding, like, what the shit just happened? What the hell? And yeah. Oh, it was, it's, it was amazing. Yeah. My like the best part of it for sure was like that. That was like the moment I was like, God, I fucking love Twitter. Like, like it's like those old days, yeah. Like the old days. I don't know. They, they that's the way it used to be, where people would just like crack uh, the yeah. jokes about some dumb bullshit or something. My God, there were so many good ones. Like I think, and I think most of them like. Your your Twitter feed is, I think, just better than mine. So, like, the highlight of my Twitter feed is usually the shit you retweet for moments like that. <laughs> and, like, fucking, it's like, if Mark Wahlberg was there, it would have gone differently. I was like, yes. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and then somebody said, it's like, a second Will, Will Smith <laughs> crashed into Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh, fuck. Um... Yeah, it was just incredible. It, and like I said, it, you're right. The longer it goes on, you're just like, man, like, what the fuck was even happening? Like, right. And it's like, and then, and then in that moment, because so, like, let's say it's he, Will Smith is just there, right? Because he has a big movie he has to promote. He doesn't, right. he's not there for King Richard, right? And it happens, and you go, oh shit. And then they probably go, hey, like, let's, let's just kind of escort him out, right? Or like, yeah. let's, he leaves on his own volition, right? Nobody comes because it's just, you know, distraction. Yeah. But he's the front runner because he's one of the other ones. So the man right. is about to win an Oscar in 20 minutes. And there's <laughs> right. nothing anybody can do about it. Because it's not like they can be like, well, you know, change the vote. Because you can't. Because it's like locked and sealed. Right. And it's almost to the detriment of the production of the show sometimes. Like last year when they thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win. Or when they had the Moonlight fiasco, right? Right. And so I'm like, when he comes back and like your mind's racing, I'm like, he, he's about to he's about to win an Oscar. Like, what do you say, right? <laughs> and then he goes up there and he's like, you know, I he goes to the end. He's like, you know, I felt like I had to protect my family and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, that yeah, I mean that that you're right. But then I'm also like, dude, you just won an Oscar and you smacked the presenter on national television. Yeah, like in, in like you know what I'm saying. Like in that moment, I'm just like, it's like, what 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 is this simulation? What is this world? What is this simulation? What is going on? Yeah, I, my man, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like Will Smith's a fucking goober. Like, it, like, like to be like, I have to protect my family. It's like, man, shut the fuck up. Your, your family was not in any imminent harm. Like, like if you had a I mean, problem he, with what he said, you could just address it later. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's what I was telling. Like, I was like, it's just so weird because 
like the, the in terms of like the levels of things that bad things you know from from one to ten they escalate and you see like you know the line going from green to red in terms of things that would be an appropriate response right and the the, the greenest would be ignore it move on laugh right. and then move on right and then as you escalate you go you know maybe shout something out helco will be like you know shut up or like yeah you know, keep, don't talk about my wife or like, yeah. Hey, better, better calm down, bro. I'm gonna be, you know, like something like that. Right. Yeah. Or like, fucking, like cut that shit out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> hey, you, or, or, or don't laugh or be like, Hey, 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 Hey. Or maybe just, you know, kind of mouth the words, fuck you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That gets the point across. And then we sort of escalate, you know, like go up on stage and be like, that's not cool, man. Or get in his face. Blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, laugh or like smile. Wait for, ask your publicist, be like, when is there a commercial break? And then when there's a commercial break, go backstage and be like, hey, Chris, that's not cool. Or smack him backstage, right? And right I that's, think- that was my whole thing, right? It's like, if you are of the volition that you need to physically react to this bad joke, which I'm not I'm not here to be like, the, you, you can't assault people for jokes. I don't give a shit about that. But yeah. I'm saying, like, if you've decided that your correct course of action is like, I'm going to slap this man in the face, like, just wait. Till commercial break. Wait till after the after show. After the show. Like, after it, you win an Oscar. Walk straight after... up to him. Slap him in the face. Like, it, it would have been a different show. thing for me if fucking after the, like, if there was a, like, fucking TMZ. Like, at the after party, Will Smith knocked Chris Rock clean out and then told him to suck his dick. I'd be like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah, right, right. Like, yeah. I'd be like, it's wow, that's weird. crazy, but whatever. Yeah. Like, But it's such a goober thing to be like... You know what? I think I'm gonna walk up here in the middle of this thing, <laughs> and then just think face. I can go back down, sit back down, and act like everything's fine. Right? Like, um, it, yeah, like, and then like, you know, go backstage, smack him. Literally, the only things that would have been worse would be like an actual punch that knocks him out. Right. Or like f like a fight, like a sort of like punch, and then have to be restrained. I think those are the only things that would be worse than the slap, right? Yeah. Well, but yeah, there's so, so the, many the answer is like that... punching and Chris Rock getting knocked out. Or B, like Chris Rock being like, fuck this, and fighting back, and then it turns into yes. a fucking scrum. Like, those are right. the only like having a security guard having to come out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, like I said, there's so many other options. Go up there, get in his face. Or, like, stand up and be like, boo, this guy sucks. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or or you stand up, you grab your wife's hand, and you walk out. Right. That's another one. You walk out, you leave. You right. can give a hand gesture of, like, the, like, I don't know, like. I'm putting both hands up and kind of rocking them back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. tone it down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that kind of, yeah, like, like, relax kind of deal. Um, right. The, the motion that coaches give players when they start taking too many shots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yes. Um, you could give one of those. Like, I don't know why you decided. Will Smith, uh, of all people, like, someone else is like, kind of said the thing. Like, he felt like he had to uh, protect his family or whatever right and i was like mm-hmm. you're talking about a dude who's been in nothing but the public spotlight for like 30 years you're telling me this mm-hmm. man doesn't know how to act in public like and the thing is i and, I, and yes i i, I totally like, agree and and here's I think... the th- it's so out of character that's the reason why i feel like this is all bullshit right like mm-hmm. or not it's all bullshit as in like it's staged like but like this isn't like a, oh, he felt he had to do this. Like, there's been no evidence of him ever having to do this with any regards to his family ever. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. He's not all a of wild... a sudden he decided, like, I'm going to just make a scene. <laughs> right, he's not a wild card, right? He's not right. somebody who's like, wow, we can't invite this dude because he might, I don't know, who, who's somebody who's like that? Like a Mike Tyson, I don't know. Somebody who right. you know has reacted negatively to stuff in the past or you know his i don't know kanye west <laughs> yes exactly yes exactly yes absolutely right he's not somebody like that and so it's and so i think 
the reason I think we're, you know, I, I said before, we're going on day four and we're adding to it is I think it's such an interesting, everything is great enough to be interesting to discuss. Right. And what I mean by that is that the joke itself, like we said, I mean, it's, it's an old reference. It's not a fun, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, huh, do you didn't do, but you also go, well, it's kind of an outdated reference. It's not really funny. Yeah. But then, so I think it would swing much more one way if A, the joke was meaner. Or if it was extremely out of taste, which, you know, it is a little bit, but it could have been way worse. Then that way you go, whoa, dude, like Will Smith was 100% right, right? Right. Or you go, well, the joke was very good. He's overreacting. I think the fact that it's in the middle is this sort of weird space. Every, his reaction, Chris Rock's reaction, everything about it is so in the middle that you could discuss it either way for forever. And that's sort of why we're, you know, we're still talking about it now is because, you know, like we said, like if you would have fought, you can definitely say that wasn't cool. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have done that. But I think the slap is is physical, but it's you know it's not a punch. So therefore, it's that sort of gray, right? You know, what I'm, did, did, am I making sense? Does that make sense? Where? Yeah, I, I get the point you're making. To me, yeah. my only like the my only argument against that is that like, and again, see here's see to me here's where like I. I feel like the discourse is, like, annoying. It is where the discourse is, like, just about fake, like, dumb, melodramatic, like, garbage. You know what I mean? Like, like when comedians are like, we're out here to tell jokes. Uh, we should, you know, we can't be we'll out here worried about being assaulted. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And you know what I mean? Like, all, none of that shit fucking, you're just out of control. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But, like, for me, the things that are, like, interesting to discuss at all is, like, I I do think it is undeniably an overreaction. Like, specifically because, like, like I said, I think we have, I think we have enough proof of Will Smith not being this guy. So I feel like he, mm-hmm. my, the reason why I think it's an overreaction is, like, I feel like he just decided he was going to make a scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, he decided, he was like, I think at some point he was just like, I bet this will be cool. You know what I mean? And, like, was like, I'm going to just go up there and slap him, see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it doesn't feel it didn't feel natural. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like a natural reaction. So I feel like this is all just like I don't know why you decided to do this, and you're a fucking goober for it. You know what I mean? That's where I stand. Because like I said, my point is that like if he'd have went backstage and slapped him, I'd have been like, okay. You know what I mean? I'd have been like, wow, he took that like very personally, but okay. But like just the reaction to do it on live TV, it was ever so slightly delayed. Um. If he was as mad as he seemed like he was, I feel like he would have been saying shit as he was walking up. You know what I mean? But, like, he, like, real calmly, like, walked up, slapped him, real calmly walked back, and then decided to shout from there. Like, you know what I mean? It all just seems like such a... I don't want to say it was staged, but it seems like such a weird, like, calculated thing from Will Smith that it just seems yeah. like a goober to me. Um, yeah. Well, and then well, and then that's another thing is that I think, it, you know, in that moment, because it happens then... Whereas if like you like we're saying where he waits and goes backstage and smacks him, then at that point you've had minutes to think about it, right? Right. And if you do it then, then you're like, oh, it wasn't a heat of the moment thing. You like wanted to, right? It changes sort of his reasoning for doing it, right? Whereas if in the way he does it now, I feel like it's it's like, you know, I'm sure for him, except you know, it's kind of like when you get upset at something inanimate. And I don't know if you do this, like you get something inanimate and you like hit, you like go, like if a vacuum cleaner isn't working. You go fucking vacuum cleaner, and you like hit it, and then your arm, your your hand hurts because you're like, ow, 
but then you go, it didn't like, you know, you go, wow, I can't believe I, my anger got the best of me and I hurt myself because I punched a wall or because I punched a vacuum cleaner or because I got, you know, right, angry but- in the moment. And I feel like that's how it was for him, except there were you know millions of people watching in that moment of emotion and, and, uh, but like, my, I guess my even difference between that is like the reason you do that, right, is because there are, there's no instant consequence of you slapping your vacuum cleaner. Also, when you are mad at your vacuum cleaner, you know what's in your hand? Your vacuum cleaner. Like, mm-hmm. it would be like if you're, you know what, here's a good internet, here's a good example. If your internet was going in and out, you wouldn't leave your room, walk to the other room, and then slap the modem, right? Like, you, you'd be like, right. that would be ridiculous. Like, as someone who frequently has problems taking their anger out on random shit that, like, doesn't matter, it's always the thing that is at hand with you. Like, if th- that's my issue with it. Like, the walk, the the act of getting up, walking up in this moment where you know... Also, like, we know everyone cracks jokes, like, these shitty jokes. Like, this is not anything new, right? It's not like this is the first time an Oscar presenter has decided to crack a joke that didn't go over well. Like, none of this is new. And, like, if he'd have fucking slapped his drink over or something, I'd be like, wow, he's really pissed off about that. But, like, it's just, like I said, if my internet was going out, I wouldn't leave (coughs) my room to go be pissed off at the modem. You know what I mean? I would just be mad, and if I'm going to hit something, I'd hit the table in front of me. But this man was like, I'm going to go make a scene. Like, that's, it just feels so unnatural to me. Like, that, that's my problem. It doesn't seem like a natural reaction for any living human. So I feel like he just decided this was a thing he was going to do. That's my main problem with it. Like you said, you get fucking pissed off at a fucking remote. You fucking snap the remote in half. But it's because mm. you're dealing with the remote. It is in your hand. You do not have to leave. To go deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's that's the issue for me. Is It just doesn't seem like a rational response for anybody. For someone who gets as irrationally angry as they do all the time. Like, even I am like, that's such an irrational response. <laughs> yeah. And like, also, you know, we have to think about the fact that these people are not normal people. Right? They're, they've been rich for longer than we've been alive. Than you and I have been alive. So being that rich and having that around you just you it warps everything and anything about being like just like a normal person with bills and reactions to humans, right? I guess. Like, when was the last time you think Will Smith had like a? This dude's not even a wild card. Like, yeah. If Kanye does this, you're like, oh, he's just out of his fucking mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, you know, when was the last time you think Will Smith had like a normal, just like human interaction? Like, hi, oh, hey, buddy, at the grocery store, what's up, man? Like. He hasn't been a normal person or around normal people or have had people interact with him normally other than other rich people since, like, 88, right? Yeah, I guess. But, like, to me, that just lends more credence to the fact that this is just so, like, weird. Dumb. Like, yeah, like dumb you've reaction, been yeah. in this situation a million times. Like, fucking if uh, Joe Schmo, who was in his first movie ever and it was a big hit, acted out, I'd be like, ah, he's just a fucking... You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. This man's, I'm sure, been to the Oscars a million fucking times, right? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's not new to the experience. It's not like it's fucking, I can't even come up with a good answer. Like, some actor, some small actor ended up in a big hit and it got awards. And then he shows up there for the first time ever. 
somebody cracks a joke at him and he feels like he's taking it personally because he doesn't realize that that's a thing that happens all the time. Like, you know what I mean? That all makes sense. You've been there. You've done that. This is not new to you. You're not caught off guard. You know what I mean? Like, it's also Mm -hmm. just like... This this crazy situation of being on a nationally televised program is so run of the mill for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, again, the thing is, like, you're right. We everybody's probably already said all these points that we have already said. But like, I don't mind talking about those. But the people that are like out here talking about the greater political and and uh, societal ramifications, like you guys are fucking mm-hmm. out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> like the tweet said, like I said with the tweet, you know. That's wild. Yeah, that that that's is wild. wild. Yeah, and that's basically what we're talking about. We're we're discussing how wild it may or may not have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it it was so like, just I woke up the next morning, I was like, what? Will Smith smack the fuck out of somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and and the Twitter jokes were amazing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but ultimately, that was the Oscars. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know the amount of time we spent talking about Will Smith versus the actual Oscars is also indicative of how the actual Oscars went. Yeah, um, and kind of how, you know, it's going to overshadow his win and all the other wins. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kind of like nobody, you know, people go, you know, oh, Moonlight won that Oscars. And be like, oh, the Oscars where they fucked it up and switched them? You're like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and you feel bad because it would Moonlight's a fantastic movie and it sucks that they, they'll never get that moment where they go. And the best picture goes to Moonlight. <sighs> right. Right, there's yeah. always gonna be like, yeah, they gave it to, they gave it to him, but then, well, only because there was a mix-up afterward, and it, you know, it, it's always gonna be tarnished by that, even though the movie did, did, had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Also, yeah. just because I'm not familiar with it, and I didn't watch it live. What exactly like caused that? Like, like so what? Yeah. So what happened with that was that they fucked up the envelopes. So the 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 award right before Moonlight was Emma Stone for La La Land, and we'll say like big words, Emma Stone La La Land. Mm-hmm. And the that envelope was given to was given out by so and so, and then they they fucked it up where they gave that envelope again to the presenters of Best Picture, which were Warren Beatty and somebody else. So I think it was Jane Fonda, maybe it was another uh, older actress. Okay. And so she goes, and the Best Picture goes to, and she and opens she it. She sees and, Emma Stone, La La Land, yeah. and so she just yeah, says, or La no, La he, he sees that. Okay, and then he, he's kind of like confused and he doesn't say anything and people think he's like building like you know drum roll you know what i'm saying like oh shit and he's kind of like and you're thinking like oh he's he's doing a bit yeah. and then she like takes it and he goes la la land yeah because right? realistically what are you supposed to do be like hey i think this card's wrong <laughs> right right but you know you trust the lawyers at whatever the fuck price waterhouse coopers and then you like and then you know afterwards somebody else came out where they found the actual envelope and then they're like, wait, no, we've, there's been a mistake. And, you know, yeah. Lot Moonlight won. I got that sound. Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I was so, like, yeah, did someone just like read Moonlight and go like, la la land. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, no. I said, yeah. Cause it, and if it would have just, that's the thing is that if it would have just said Emma Stone, then it would have, people would have been like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, wrong oh, envelope. This is but wrong, the fact man. that it said, you know, Emma Stone, big letters, and then under it, smaller letters, la la land. Right. Would, okay. You would just be confused, and then eventually, if you yeah. had to say something to not make a scene, you'd probably say La La Land. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that makes sense. So, <clears throat> that was the Oscars. Um, the only thing we'll touch on, again, before uh, before we hop off here, is, yeah. uh, you know, there's a pretty substantial uh, basketball game. Uh, yeah, so, so when we last recorded, Caroline and Duke were in the Sweet 16, and then now they're in the Final Four against one another. 
<laughs> for the first time ever. That's the most insane shit to me. I, like, I saw that and I was like, that can't be right. And it was. Like, how, mm-hmm. how as prolific as both of these programs have been, have you never faced each other in the tournament at all? At all. Like, at all, dude. Like, it's insane. And it, because, you know, since 2010, um, Duke and Carolina have been to... One, two, since 2009, let's say 2009, let's say 2008. Since 2008, Duke and Carolina have been to one, two, three, four, five, six, six Final Fours. So that's like six Final Fours in 12 years mm-hmm. and never at the same time. And they've each won, a nas- Carolina's won two national championships and Duke's won, no, they've each won two in that time as well. So in the last, what, 12, 13 years, they've each, they've won four, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you think they would line up, but nope. Yeah, that's never. That's wild. Uh, my favorite tweet uh, I saw over, you know, I guess the past weekend was: uh, no matter who wins the UNC and St. Peter's game, Duke faces their biggest rival, either UNC or a double-digit seed in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. And I was like, God damn, they're on the ass. Uh, that's um, a great one, dude. And I, I, dude, this this week has been so shitty. I I've hated all of it. Um, it sucks. I, I don't, it, it just, it's, it sucks. I don't like it. Um, uh, what do you have put, to watch What do you it place your chances of winning? Um, like 40%. Another Carolina fan was like, I think we're like 20, 25%. I was like, I feel like that's low, but that's <laughs> a little low. Dude. Yeah. We've, we've been playing well. I think somebody before the St. Peter's game or maybe before the, no, it was before the St. Peter's game. They said that North Carolina had the highest um, offense, offensive efficiency since like since the start of the tournament, since the start mm-hmm. of March. So I'm like, yeah, we're playing pretty well, and we're we're you know, dropping points on motherfuckers, and you know any of our guys could go off at any point. So I, I think I Your feel good. Love loss is fucking mine. Loss is mine. Yeah, I think they said in the first four games we had a different high score in every single game. Yeah. So it was out of control. Like, yeah. to the point where there were some shots, I was like, yo. The last one, yeah, out. the last one, the one that put him up by three, I was like, <laughs> no way. And he just, yeah, he was, yeah. So, it, it's just crazy. I wish, listener, if I wish I could be with you right now in the future, seven days, and I wish I could know what's going to happen. Because, in, and I, I was talking to my barber today, I got a haircut, and I was telling him, I was like, it feels so bizarre to be like, if we win... The, the most like consequential game of the ever, our reward for winning that gigantic game is to play in the national championship. Right. So, yeah, like, you, here's the thing. I feel like if you win this game, there's zero chance you win the national championship. Like, what's the... It's like the letdown game. You yes, know? Like, yes. Every time a team wins so a big game in the regular drained. season, the next one, they're just like... And it's always just a shit show. Like, right. even when they win, it's usually just a shit show. But the problem is you're going up against another really good team. So, yeah. I, like, if you guys win this, I your chances of winning the national championship, in my opinion, are awful. But yeah. the thing is, is to the benefit of all Carolina fans, I don't think any of you guys will give a fuck. <laughs> like, I think no. if you lose that national championship game, you'd be like, I don't care. Like, we fucking but, yeah. I should do yes, absolutely. To ruin both his last home game and his last chance at a ring, I would cry. I would be so happy. I would be like, you know what? We didn't make it, but we got the Final Four banner. Y'all motherfuckers just forfeit the championship. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Don't even show. Just fucking no show. (laughs) Did you see Bomani Jones talk about it? He was like, Carolina knew what they were doing. They would show up to New Orleans, 
and then just forfeit the game. And I'd oh give them God. a chance at revenge of losing that last game to K and just let them go into the national championship and then just, you know, not give them a chance to, to for payback. Um, I, um, here's the thing though. Do you think, all right, so this could be, this could be a, a, a negative thing here. Do you think that the players on Duke right now actually care that much about Coach K? Like, do you think they actually like Coach K enough to give a shit that it could be his last game? Like, I, I guess that's my thing, right? Like, I, I don't know that they do. Like, I, and maybe it's just me, but like. Coach K gives off such, like, fake, like, insincere, you know what I mean? Like, he's just such a fake guy, I think. You know what I mean? Like, he he plays, like, he, I feel like he plays a character is the best way I can explain it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Mike Krzyzewski is not the same guy as Coach K. And so, like, I, I just feel like as a player, now maybe, you know, back in the day when things were different and his teams looked a little different, Maybe maybe it was more bought into, but like how I don't know that his players are gonna have the same fire like for a payback game for yeah. Coach K. You know what I mean? Like, God, let's hope that you're right, dude. I'm just oh my goodness. And the thing, and so like I don't know. I've been yeah. I think you're right. I think he's doing like you know kind of like how Stephen Colbert does. Stephen used to do Stephen Colbert. It's like that, right? You know? Um, like I think, like how Stephen Colbert used to be a big Bill O'Reilly fan. Yes, um, yeah, Papa like Bear. Bit. Yeah, Papa yeah. Bear. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, the, sometimes this week I'll be like, this is the biggest game of my life as a fan. Mm-hmm. I want to crawl into a hole and just go to sleep for three or four days. And then another half of me, you know, I fluctuate between that and then being like, you know what? We're an eight seed, you know? At the end of the day, that's an eight seed against a two. Like, we're not really supposed to be here. Like, remember a couple that's weeks like ago? That's like a stage of grief, though. You're, like, just trying to yes. be bargaining. <laughs> bargaining. Like, who knows? You know, nobody believed in this, baby. Like, um, remember a couple weeks ago when I was telling you about the seeds, right? And I was like, you know, yeah. you would expect it to be sort of, like, linear. But it's actually just, like, an exponential drop-off. Or a reverse exponential drop-off. And I feel like that. It was like, the eighth seed has only been to the Final Four, like, five times. And they've only won literally one time. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, you know what? We're an eight seed, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we're not supposed to be here. It says the, the, here, the program with the th- six national championships. <laughs> right. The difference is that that viewpoint would be 100% valid if it was any team other than Duke, right? Like, yes. Like, I'm trying to think, like, Duke or State. Like, those are the only teams, like, State is never going to be to a Final Four again. Um, <laughs> but if, like, State showed up, I just feel like there's too many... In the opposite direction, right? Like it's not even bragging rights for UNC, but it's just like it's can't so, lose. Yeah, it's gonna look I, bad. Yeah, um, I think I think yeah, that, uh, Duke State, um, Kentucky, or Kansas a little bit, not too much recently. For for a little bit there, for a little bit there, they we they beat us like three times in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated Kansas, but it hasn't happened in the last like five or six years, so it's kind of waned a little bit. But I would say yeah, Duke. NC State and Kentucky are the ones where I was like, I do not want to lose to them in the tournament, man. Like yeah. it's just like. And so, yeah, so now I'm bargaining, and then eventually I'll come to acceptance, and dude, like, I just hate it. (laughs) But here's the thing. Again, whatever, like, hatred you feel for this moment, if you guys beat him, it's just going to be Dude, (laughs) dude, like, and then that's another thing that I've sort of been going on and off in terms of my mind, where I'm like, 
I can't think that because then I'll jinx it. But then part of me goes, there's no such thing as jinxing. I'm literally one tiny little person in Raleigh, North Carolina. They are not going to be affected with my play. Like Caleb Love doesn't feel me. He's like, you know, right? Like part of me goes, jinxing is real. But at the same time, I'm like, there's no such thing that's impossible. It's all just little chemical (laughs) reactions on a giant rock in the universe spinning around, you know, a fusion ball. Like it doesn't, there's no such thing as jinxing, right? But then part of me goes, oh, I can't, I can't be thinking about Monday. I can't be like, you know, right. if Monday comes, I got to change my plans because, you know, <laughs> hey, dude, this week just sucked, dude. I fucking, ugh. I got to call into work. I got to set some of these boxes I've put together for moving. got to set those on fire. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was telling my brother today, I was like, I'm supposed to take my car in for inspection on Monday, but like. That might not happen. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, you know, it's sort of something like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the wor- world's going to keep spinning and I'm just going to keep doing my, my my chores and my adult work and my adult shit and then just keep moving on. And Yeah. But what if I don't? Right. <laughs> but what if you know, I what don't? if they win and I'm, like, having to figure out plans for Monday night? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right, guys. So that's the episode. Uh, Giant uh, stakes coming up this weekend. Uh, um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at diff, uh, at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me in a ditch. <laughs> uh... You can find me in a grave six feet under. <laughs> uh... Anyway, so... you can find me at, at Nevercaster92 on Instagram. And you can catch uh, the podcast directly at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram or Twitter or email us directly different animals podcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and at least one of us will catch you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Or you might catch me and be like, we did it! Well, bitch! I'm still over for Monday! Hot shit. (laughs) (laughs) I've taken five sick days in a row! (laughs) (laughs) Burning this PTO up. (laughs) Alright, peace. Later, guys.